Thank you for being a great listener to Balcony Cheerleader Podcast. We are going to be starting season three with a bang with the one and only Sean Edwards. And if you would like to continue to tune into Balcony Cheerleader, we will be publishing every other Tuesday. So please stay tuned. And remember, there's no cheer like a Miss Thunder cheer. Welcome to Balcony Cheerleader, the podcast dedicated to celebrating you. I'm your host, Miss Thunder, and it's boom time. And today's guest is the one and only, and he's returning, Sean <laughs> Edwards. How are you, Sean? What's going on, girlfriend? Hey, I don't, I don't want to scare anybody off. <laughs> people who listen to me on your show the last time, the first time I was on your show, because my voice sounds a little different. Um, right. I've been running my mouth nonstop for a week. Uh, I mean, we had the Critics' Choice Awards, then the Academy Awards, then the Grammys, and then I launched the Black Movie Hall of Fame with the big event last Wednesday. So I've been doing a lot of talking and shaking a lot of hands. So my voice (laughs) ran out. So I sound a little different, but it's still me. Oh, but that energy. I'm feeling your energy. It's still me. It's still me. It's still still you. Okay. (laughs) And by the way, I'm going to reach out to the committee because you really do need to have your star out on Hollywood Walk of the Walk of Star. Come on now, because I watched. No, no, no. Listen, you mentioned the last week you've been running your mouth. But listen, people need to understand your grind. Your grind is incredible. Your grind is 24 seven, even when this man is asleep, is something else on his Twitter page. Like, I'll wake up to you. (laughs) I'm insane. Like yo, I'm insane. My man is on this carpet, yo. Insane. I'm insane. Crazy. Yeah. I also realize the world is global, so like I do tweets for each continent. So I know there's different time zones. I'm just joking. Let's not forget the seven continents. What about the seven seas? Don't forget. (laughs) Don't forget the oceans, the Himalayas. Because listen, I think it's only. I think I think it's only six point five continents because Antarctica Antarctica is slowly melting away. And Alaska is joining them too. How about that? So, you know, today's episode, guys, we are talking about let's put a period on it and let's move on from the Oscar slap. First, Sean, you oh, know, it, it, you know what? Really? Okay. Sean, okay, I have to say this. You know, you and I, we had this comment earlier. When I was having trying to have cathartic conversations with people, everybody has their difference of opinion of what Will Smith did and how Chris Rock could have handled. Everybody has their own spill. But then everybody. When I, and so when I would try to say, OK, let's move past the slap. Let's talk about Will Packer. When I said that, listen to me, Sean, it was like I said, well, won't, well, won't, 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 literally. And so I. I'm still right now, you can tell in my energy, in my voice, I'm befuddled that people don't understand the contributions and how Will Packard produced. Come on, Sean. But let's be fair. Let's be fair. Um, First off, Will Packer is a dear friend of mine. So props to Will Packer. Big props. In in everything he's done, he's completely changed the cinematic landscape, particularly when it comes to Black film. He's been doing his thing for a minute, uh, making major moves behind the scenes. And that may be part of the problem. Not a lot of people know, like, producers or movers and shakers. And, you know, he's done his thing. 
very quietly. He, he, he doesn't brag about what he does. He's not boisterous about his accomplishments. You know, he's not a he's not a flashy front and center guy. He's just good at what he does. People know his movies, though. Like, yes, trip. People know um, to think like a man, think like a man, too. You know, people people know his product. You know, he was executive producer on Straight Outta Compton. So, you know, so people know his work. They may not necessarily know his name or they may not know the face that goes with the name. But congratulations to Will Packer. Um, You know, it's not easy doing what he does. Um, Made a lot of noise at box office. He's teamed up with Kevin Hart on several films. Come on. he, He definitely understands the game and he knows what he's doing. He got a chance to produce the Academy Award broadcast. Cast. Let me clarify something else that's been floating around out here. Yes, he is a black man. Yes, he did get the opportunity to produce this year's Academy Awards, but he's not the first black person to do so. Absolutely. There were actually, there were actually two other black people that have produced the Academy Award show before Will Packer. Mm-hmm. That's the great Reginald Hudlin. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know him from the House Party movies. Yes. And then there's Jesse Collins. So uh-huh. let's be fair to Jesse and Reginald, they they did produce the Academy Award show before Will Packer. The thing, though, that Will Packer did that was unique this year was not only was he hired to produce the Academy Awards, but he primarily used an all-Black production team. Absolutely. Not the first Black person to produce the show, but he is the first Black person to hire a predominantly Black crew to work on the show, which, kudos. Kudos. Thank you. Congrats to that. Come on, hard, man. I produce an award show and I know it's not, it is not easy. <laughs> it takes months and months and months to pull it off. You lose a lot of sleep. And Absolutely. It's, it's just everything. There's just, there's, there's always a lot that goes wrong. The viewers mm-hmm. don't always know because you don't know what it was supposed to look like. It's, Absolutely. It's, just, it's, it's tough to pull off. I mean, we did a great job with a celebration of black cinema. But it's 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 not it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it is a constant grind to get people there. It is a constant oh grind to get people to line up. And let's not be fair. Okay, let's even get past the people. How about setting the stage, getting the sets right, the lighting, oh, everything, the technical, everything, everything, and everything. getting people the teleprompter. Let's not forget the teleprompters, the microphones. It's so all many of components. These. It's so it's so many components. Then you throw into the mix. You got people at your show acting a fool that mm. it just throws everything out of whack. Yeah, it did. And but it, it it took away. But I was hoping that, you know, people would also talk about some of the the nominees, some of the takeaways. Um, shout out to Venus and Serena. I thought they really did a good job. This was their first time actually hosting something on this level. Together they were good. Sisters. <clears throat> I, I like thought, the way they represent the film. Yes, yes. I, I love the way. And they also brought, like you said, they brought another side of it wasn't just actresses that were able to um, take the center stage. They brought a level of calmness. They brought a level of dignity. Well, they're super famous people. I, they, they just represent, you know, a different industry. You know, they represent the world of sports. But I mean. They're Absolutely. just as famous. They're just as famous as anybody in any room they ever walk in. Come on. No matter which show they go to. Like they can go to the Grammys. They're going to be two of the most famous people in the room. They go to the Academy Awards. They're two of the most famous people in the room. They can go to your family reunion. They're going to be two of the most 
famous people in your backyard. So Come on now. Come on. Are. Come on. And no matter what stage they're in, the one word I would describe those beautiful ladies is they are both very graceful. They're, Ooh, okay, they're I, like energy. I was going to say regal. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they put out this graceful. So kudos to them and to their parents for doing a wonderful job. So the biggest question that, oh my gosh, Sean, that blew my freaking email up. I'm like, holy cow. Everybody's saying the same thing that I'm saying. How do we put a period on this slap and move on? Because so many people, all oh, this is going to stain his career. I'm like, okay, whose career is it going to stain the most? Chris Rock or Will Smith? It depends on which side of the fence you're looking at. It depends on the lens <laughs> you're looking at. I don't think neither one of them are going to be canceled in either culture. Do you? Let's at let me ask you that question first. Well, the answer I will answer your first question first. <laughs> um, how do we put a period on this whole ordeal? Come on, just stop talking about it. It's not that big a deal. Basically, just stop talking about it. Like, Basically, it happened. It's done. That's I. I'm not worried about it. You know, it's what what Will Smith does does not affect me at all. There, there are actually people who had the nerve to be out of here saying. Will Smith set the whole black race back. No, he didn't. Speed. <laughs> that's that's on Will Smith. <laughs> that's not on me. He didn't set me back. He didn't set you back. He didn't set any black person listening to this podcast back. Basically, so believe, that's some, that that's that's straight foolishness. Now, Will Smith didn't set nobody back. He may not have even set his own self back. Truth be Basically, told. Basically, speak, Sean. <laughs> He ain't setting black people back at all. People. I don't Come know why on, people Sean. Are, I don't know where that foolish narrative came from. So he's not he's not setting us back. Um, I don't know if Will's gonna be the benefactor or the loser. I don't know if Chris Rock's gonna be the benefactor or loser. Before the slap happened, Will Smith was a larger than life movie star that's been doing it for multiple decades. Chris Rock was a, a highly successful comedian that's been doing it for multiple decades. Will Smith, Uber Rich. Chris Rock, sort of rich. Chris Rock don't have Will Smith paper. Y'all know that. Chris Rock does not have Will Smith paper. Chris Rock is rich. Yes. Will Smith is a lot, 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 lot more. So that's where we stand. Look, it was a bad look on both sides. Um. I, I thought the whole Academy Awards, God bless Will Packer, they just destroyed everything he tried to do. I, I thought the tone of the show from the start was really negative. I'm like, okay, wait not- a minute. You break that down. You said from the beginning, you thought it was negative. What was I negative? Thought tone, to- I thought the tone of the show was completely negative because why? Okay. You, the, the Dolby Theater, where the Academy Awards take place, roughly. 3,500 seats. So you invite 3,500 of the most talented people in the world to come and celebrate cinema at its highest level. Like, mm. these are the dopest of dope filmmakers because they're all the nominees and they're all the people who help produce these movies and documentaries and animated features and animated shorts and documentary shorts. So you got all these mad, talented people who got dressed up brought their significant others sitting in this room ready to hand out awards to celebrate the best, the best. And the best you can do is have three hosts and all these presenters come on stage and insult people 
and insult the movies that you nominated, then why are we in the room? Are we in the there room? it is. What there are we is. in the freaking room for? Like, if all the movies you nominated are shitty, and if all the movies you nominated you don't like, why'd you nominate them? Why are you going out your way to invite all these people to this place <clears throat> to hand out these trophies and you hate everything about everything you nominated and you hate everything about everybody who came to the show. Like, I'm not, this ain't the improv. If I go to the improv and sit on the front row, I'm fair game to be talked about. I'm fair game to be the butt of jokes because we have the improv. Because my cost of admission to the improv is I got a two drink minimum. <laughs> hey. If I'm going somewhere where I got a two drink oh. minimum, I'm fair game. If I'm sitting front and center and looks out in the room and thinks my haircut is whack or makes fun of my girlfriend who lost her hair because she has alopecia or he don't like my suit jacket is too small or whatever, whatever. That's look like <laughs> like Drake said. You know what you signed up for. I'm fair game at improv. Like you could make fun of me all day, all night, Come and on. I have to sit there and take it. Come on! But when I have poured my heart and soul into a performance, or I poured my heart and soul to direct a film, which has made millions of dollars and millions of people enjoy, and ten thousand people saw fit to nominate me or nominate my film for the industry's highest honor, and I show up to the Academy Awards with my wife and my tuxedo and everything that goes along with that, I'm not coming there to be insulted. Come on. I'm not showing up to be talked about. And especially my wife. Like, I'm not here for that. I'm here to see if I'm going to win this award for being nominated for this performance. Not for you to insult me. What are we talking about? It's supposed to be a respectable, high-level event. And then I don't want to hear this narrative where people are like, well, <clears throat> Chris Rock's a comedian. He can say whatever he wants to say. Come on, y'all. We 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 are bastardizing the First Amendment. Like, I, I, look, freedom of speech, yes, but there's also repercussions to things you say. Come on. So you can say what you want to say, but if you say it wrong, then respect. <laughs> some retaliation. <laughs> you can't you can't go, you can't let's go to your local grocery store right now and see somebody in aisle seven and look at them in their face and be like, you ugly. And the person is like, oh yeah, you're right. I am ugly. If they punch you in the face, it's because you call them ugly. Absolutely. So I mean, I don't understand this. No, no, comedians don't have the right to say anything and not without retaliation. Another thing. If you are a so-called brilliant comedian, you should be able to be funny without insulting people. Come on. You should be able to be funny without insulting people. Like, really? Are we at the Academy Awards or are we on a school bus? Basically. What is going what is what is going on? Now, Will Smith lost his mind because he straight up. He was at the Academy Awards and thought he was at the family reunion. (laughs) (laughs) 
And was Stop, like, don't do me like this. Like, like, he like forgot where he Remember was the, at. You know the Kanye song where he's like, he was he was talking like it was just you and me. Right. Will Smith thought it was just him and Chris for a second because he totally blacked out the whole audience and forgot this thing was on TV around the world and went up and smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. Like, oh, this dude has lost his mind. But prior to him going up there, this is another thing. See, I, I, I wanted to confirm this with you. Prior to him going up there, when Chris looked over that way, Will told him, keep my wife's name. That was after. Out. That was after. That that was was after. after? Okay, was so after. I didn't that know because after. remember when we're sitting at home, they have the trick camera and, you know, people can cut and paste and, you yeah. know, you can manipulate. Producers can mm. do all of those things but oh, that like was you after. said that was after because will all of a sudden he's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna act anymore he's like i'm not gonna do the will smith persona that was like the real will smith you can see the veins in his neck yeah i was tight like even chris rock knew he was in trouble because chris rock looked at him like oh this dude's hollering at me like yo like that was like black man to black man right that wasn't that chris wasn't rock. hollywood black man to hollywood black man and that was and, like okay that, that was black man to black man like, like <laughs> that's about a whole that's about a whole room that's, that's about a home room that's about a whole room at the Dolby got quiet like when a black employee goes nuts on another employee at work right and everybody at work is like oh because all, but not only but did the room go silent but did you see when Chris made that comment when they when the camera showed everybody that was there, I didn't see anybody that was laughing up front. No, 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 no one no. was laughing. Will went full, man. They were scared, man. Will was like, because he wasn't being Will Smith, and he's being the real Will. Right. He was but being Willard. Before he, he, he into Willard. Before Will even went on stage, when Chris Rock told the joke. It really, obviously, and that was another point that someone brought up. It really wasn't that funny because when they scanned the room, everybody's face was like, what, huh? Well, Seriously? Here's the thing. And let me break. This is like, like, look, I'm not advocating for Chris Rock. I'm not advocating for Will Smith. I'm just going to break Absolutely. down some facts. I, I don't think it's cool at all for another Black man who knows this thing's being broadcast globally. So you got people all over the world watching. That's not cool for another black man. He only singled out the black and brown people to be the butt of his jokes. Absolutely. So his first joke, he singled out Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. Come on. And he don't know nothing about that couple. He don't know if she's going to be mad if he win or he's going to be mad if she win. Dude, you don't know how strong their relationship is. That's a distasteful joke. Then he decides to make fun of Will Smith and Jada Pika Smith. Dude didn't make fun of Jessica Chastain. Nope. He didn't make fun of Nicole Kidman. Come on. He didn't make fun of nobody white. So at the very least, the optics of that to me are bad. Very bad. Let's not forget, though, Chris Rock is a very misogynistic person. Let's go back and listen to his stand-up. That's why he's not married now. Absolutely. Very, very misogynistic person. Also, Chris Rock's also the person where it has been discovered that he allows his white friends to openly use the N-word. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're dealing with on that end. And listen, and you, nor- he's notoriously attack- known, excuse me, but he's notoriously known to always make black women the butt end of every joke. Every movie that, let's not forget the 
the silly movie that he made good hair versus bad hair and and if you're going to be inclusive in a movie like that then i think you should have included women of all races that wear extensions that women who are not black who have curly hair and spend thousands of dollars pressing it out and putting with extensions if you're going to make a movie about that why didn't you include all the plastic surgery and the platypus but of course he's notoriously known for always going in and using very degrading and vile jokes against black women and let's not forget you know and I'm, i'm taking it there including his brother they're both so it's like where you know you what did you think when you had chris tucker I mean, Chris, excuse me, Chris Rock even hosts this, but you well, he wasn't the host. Start. He was. That's another problem. Chris Rock was not the host. That he wasn't night. the host. It was he Amy had, Schumacher and. Um, right. It was Regina, um, Regina, Regina Hall, Regina Wanda Hall Spikes, and Amy, Amy Schumer. Uh, yes. Chris Rock had one job. He was supposed to come out and present the nominees for best documentary feature and ultimately announce the winner. Mm. He wasn't there. We'd already had three mini monologues from the three hosts. We didn't need no more jokes. Even if the jokes would have been good and funny, the show was already running too long. Man, just get up there and say the nominees are one, two, three, four, five, and the winner is Summer Soul. Questlove, congratulations. Get your ass off the stage. (laughs) We need that. Oh, my God. The show was already bad before that happened. It was already too long before that happened. We didn't need any more Chris Rock humor. We, we it just there's a see that's the thing we're losing sight of especially culturally in this country come on there is a time and a place for everything that was not the time or the place for jokes i do not want to see a black man who has all the advantages he's on stage with a microphone picking on a black woman she's defenseless she can't respond she has an illness why would you make fun of that Absolutely. And it's also a clear reflection. I'm going to take this in a different direction too, Sean. It is also an indication that he's ignorant of his own history. Let's not forget, you know, the the Oscars, not the Grammys, but the Oscars in particular, they have had a history of notoriously being disrespectful to Black women, starting from 1940s with Hattie McDaniel. This is the first time in our history- Starting when the whole organization was created. That's true. Come on. What are we talking about? That's why I don't understand why people have so much love and support for the Academy. People weren't this mad at the Academy when they didn't even hardly allow Black people to be members. Now we are like, oh, no, the Academy. Will Smith disrespected the Academy. The Academy has been disrespecting Black people for 100 years. Come on. And, if, and and but how about this? Everybody is still talking about what he did, but what about the the jokes that Howard Stern made on the actress Gabby who played in Precious when he went right the next day and say she, she's the most enormous black chick I've ever seen. She's this no one it's in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all it's, That's it's, why they, that's exactly. why they like what Chris Rock did. Come I mean, on, not, <clears throat> no, Will Smith was wrong. Like I, I wish he wouldn't have did it, because it just it's it's this it's just it reshaped the whole narrative. But yeah. I just man, I just don't understand how another black man can go on stage in front of a global audience and pick on black and brown people in the room. You didn't crack any jokes on anybody white. I I don't like those optics. 
Because you know, it's the only people, only people really celebrating Chris Rock right now. I mean, I'm just going to leave yeah, it there. Keep it 100. I'm just going to leave it there. It's um, it's it's sad. It's 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 you know, it's not good. But I will say this: it's not the end of Will Smith's career. I know there have been these stories floating around about certain studios pushing pause on his on his projects, but those stories are inaccurate. A lot of those projects weren't happening anyway before the slap happened. You know, right. so right, you know, right. <laughs> he's got a movie that he's finished called Emancipation. Um, it's mm-hmm. an Apple TV movie. We'll see what happens and see how Apple TV handles that. That's the true indicator right there. All those other projects, some of those projects don't even have directors attached. And there's all sorts of other problems way bigger than Will right. Smith and Chris Rock. Um, right. I also don't understand. I mean, yes, it was bad. Yes, it was the Academy Awards. No, he shouldn't have done it. But I mean, we still celebrate actors like Robert Downey Jr. Basically. Come on. Uh the Academy Award not too long ago just awarded Best Director to Roman Polanski. You know why he couldn't come to the Academy Awards to accept this mm. trophy? Because mm. he's not allowed in the United States because the second he shows up, he will be arrested. And why <laughs> will he be rape arrested? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I mean, a slap or going to prison for drug use and breaking into people's houses. <laughs> a slap or a convicted rapist a slap or offenders i'm like man we got we 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 got our priorities all screwed up i mean people yelling and screaming about a slap and the academy steadily handing out trophies to to sex offenders and rapists and all Mm -hmm. and racists and rv weinstein like people like come on basically come on I need you to, I think, but I'm glad that you're saying that because I got a lot of, um, there are a lot of people that support your views when I was looking at my email and even some of the stuff that, um, people hit me up on, they're like, really, we've got a war going on in, in Ukraine and how this is about to negatively affect. And then somebody texted me, um, and hit me up and like, we still on this when these gas prices don't went back up over. It's not even, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Like, you know, when this, this, this journalist was like, Will Smith set black people back. I'm like, no, you know, what sets black people back redlining, you know, what sets black people back access to capital, you know, what sets black people back access to quality jobs. Come you know, on. it sets black people back a, a lack of the access to, you know, high end education. Self-hate. It's a lot of things that set black people back. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. If you had to make a list, that's probably next to last. If, if it should even be on if the it list. should even be on the list. What advice do you have if both gentlemen are out there listening? What advice do oh. you have? I'm just saying. What advice do you have for them to start the healing process? Let's uh, putting the period on it I, and moving I, on. What, Smith, what advice would you have? Will Smith put out a, an apology. My advice to Will Smith is, man, just lay low for a little bit. You know, produce you produce a couple projects behind the scenes. After right. a year or two, jump back in front of the camera, and, and it's all good. For Chris Rock, I just like, dude, just be a little less misogynistic, and uh, mm-hmm. man, just realize, man, you're a black man. Like, mm-hmm. stop. Stop degrading black women. It's not a good look. Mm, not a dang. good look. It's Dang. not a good look. It's not a good it's, look, man. 
It truly I'm sorry, isn't. I'm sorry you got slapped on global TV, but man, you have a horrible track record. Stop, stop being misogynistic, man. Treat black women with a little more respect, man. I, I think last time I checked, your mom was a black woman. Basically, kudos and 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 I, you're echoing my sentiments exactly. But I like both. I think Chris Rock's extremely funny and talented, and Absolutely. I love Will Smith to death. That's why I was so unfortunate, and I felt so bad for Questlove who won for Summer Soul for the best documentary because it's, it's technically it was better than all the other movies that were presented at the at the Oscars that night. It was Come on. a hell of a movie and it just didn't get the attention it deserved because Chris Rock decided to tell a dumb joke and Will Smith lost control. There it is. Why do you think the energy was set so different from the Grammys versus the Oscars? But the Grammys is always the energy is so different from the because Oscars. The people, Why the people is the, that? Because the people in the room at the Grammys love music. Okay. They love music. They want to be there. They, you know, musicians have fun. Musicians like the party. The musicians know about a vibe and you know, right. the performances help set the mood and the tone. Right, right, I mean, right. The, the people at the Oscars are, are, are movie people. And the tone was, I don't think half the people wanted to be there. And it felt like the people in the room all hated movies. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I just felt it was so much hatred in the room that night. I mean, I just felt like everybody oh there hated God. movies. I mean, maybe they should all do like Will and all like resign their membership in the academy and let some new people take over. That's some. People, I think that's what it needs. A new overhaul. Actually, love movies. Be a part. Hell, half the people who are in the academy don't hardly vote or pay attention anyway. So <laughs> they need to blow the whole thing up, start from scratch. Only invite people who actually truly love movies, and you know whoever produces the show next year, they need to have a powwow before the show starts and be like, yo. Let's just all demonstrate some love and, and positivity and let's have some fun. Because it wasn't fun. They were just, they were, it was just insult after insult because I think the Oscars, they're so desperate. They've been chasing ratings and chasing the Golden Globes. And, you know, Ricky Jarvis can do that insult thing at the Golden Globes. Golden Globes is a t- second tier award show. You can't do that at the Academy Awards. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to be the gold standard. You're the highest of the high. Why are you, why are you reaching for the lowest common denominator? Why are, you know, the... Like I said, are we at the Oscars or are we on the school bus? But like you said, look who hosts, look who they always notoriously pick to host the Oscars. It's always a comedian. Bill, Billy yes, Crystal. Trash. He has well, some Billy tra- Crystal wasn't ever disrespectful, though. No. Maybe they need to go back to the old school style. Billy Crystal was never, dis- he, poked, he, he, he poked some fun at the movies, but he never personally insulted anyone. There it was. And 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 I thought, I'm going to tell you something else. I, I thought Whoopi Hill Goldberg was a great, you know, host, but she got blacklisted because of the joke that she made towards our former president and his family, which was in poor taste. She realizes that now, but like you said, uh, even with that, it wasn't harsh. Nah, it just, the tone, the tone was off. I, I feel bad for Will Packer. Will Packer's an incredible dude. He didn't deserve any of this. Uh, you know, hopefully they give him a second shot, but I also hope they just let him produce without making such a big fuss about it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just thought the, I just thought his whole participation was overblown. It's Absolutely, producing the Oscar, let him do his thing. But people were acting like it was the second coming or something. <laughs> stop, stop, <laughs> please stop! Don't do me like this. Oh my I'm god! Like, okay, 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 we get it. We'll pack the Oscars. Jesus, what do you? What do you 
What are you, man? Man, you make uh, it sound like they was making it sound like my man took one fish and turned it into a thousand. Do you understand? And I mean, and the way everybody carried out, you would have thought just yeah. like you said in the past that Jesus turned water into wine yeah. that night. You, you know, <laughs> who would you like, Sean, if you could pick anybody or give me at least two to three people that you would like to see host, actually host the Oscars and who's good enough to carry the oscars that's another thing i want to see my one girl person good I enough wanna see, or two. i, I want to not one it, I, the three was overdone i just just trying way too hard i mean for selfish reasons i'm going to see niecy nash host the oscars <laughs> has a great, she has a great audition tape she hosted this year's uh celebration of black cinema which i executive produced so yeah absolutely I'm big but big shout out to the both hey, of you guys dare anybody i dare anybody listening to go back it's on youtube yes and watch it is annual celebration of black cinema watch niecy nash and then i want you to come back and dare you to say that she should not host the academy awards next year she's great i would love to see niecy nash do it i would love to see um you know, if you if you want to go for a super 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 star power, yeah. I mean, I would I would like to see The Rock. Mm-hmm. I think The Rock would be fun. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see The Rock host the Oscars. Mm-hmm. The Rock, and I, I'm going to be honest with you, um, Niecy Nash. This is how good she is at hosting. She's good. She, she makes it seem effortless. Yes, She's good. and it almost seemed like okay it almost seemed like she didn't need a teleprompter do you understand what i'm saying she was good it, she was good she was phenomenal and though she, she could be comedic but yes she's graceful she, yeah she knew when to be she knew when to be reverent come on she knew when to be funny she knew come when to be on she knew when to add energy she knew when to pull it down like she was great oh my I mean, gosh she's great. She great she was good she really is like, yeah Macy yes. Nash, the Rock, I, I think The Rock would be, I mean, I do think The Rock would be interesting. Um, another person I think that would be good would be Paul Rudd. I like to see what Ooh, Paul Rudd That would be an interesting twist to see how he could do something like that. Okay, I'm I'm feeling the vibe of those three people. Okay. Yeah. I would, I'm, yeah, I'm if I produce the, the Oscars, I would reach out to those three. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul Rudd's gifted. He's quick, he's nimble, he's funny, and he's not an insult guy. No. And he's actually, and, and another thing, he doesn't try too hard. It, like you said no. with Nisi, it seems effortless. No. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they walk right into. I, I yeah, don't the know. Rock, you know, now I think about the Rock might be a little bit too much because he likes to yell. He did that little thing at the Super Bowl. And I was like, what is going on? Oh, now see, you are. <laughs> he, he, he likes to yell a little bit. That's how good. Just tell him <laughs> don't yell as much because we inside. <sighs> And don't raise that eyebrow up. We don't need we, nah, we he gotta do that. one of those. No, nah, no, we, we seen that in WWE, WWF. That's what we he's seen. known for. He gotta raise the eyebrow. <laughs> he gotta raise the eyebrow. But not at the Oscars, right? Ah, yes, like, at the Oscars. Ah, at the very just beginning. Messing with you. Very just... first shot. Raise the eyebrow. <laughs> hey, to the 98th annual Academy Awards. I'm the rock, your host, and I'm about to. I don't know. W- yeah, because you know he's going to say, focus. Let's get focus. Come on. <laughs> man, right. Man. To slip, Jim. You know what I mean? You, but you know, he's also, like you said, he's um, his energy, 
but he's loved and he's revered so highly from yeah, everybody yeah. from everybody. I'd rather see him host the Oscars than run for president. I don't know what Oh my God. Saying. You know what? I heard he was joking on that, just to put that no, out there. But... A little bit too much. Okay, people thought Ronald Reagan was joking. They thought Donald Trump was joking. Them fools okay, had no. 12 years as president. <laughs> don't do it. the worst don't years don't. ever. Oh my God. All 12. I was alive for all 12 of those. See, I think we were all lost my life. See, now you, Mr. Edwards. (laughs) Reaganomics, baby. I grew up on Reaganomics, man. Basically, come on now. Pockets during that time. Well, I thought for a minute people were going to be indenturing themselves just for a minute. People thought Reagan was joking and they thought Trump was joking. So I don't know. I, you know what? You're right. But I think he would do a better job. But that's just I don't me. know about that either. I, I, you know what? I, I think he has too much going on for himself. That's what and I don't Schwarzenegger think- did to California. Now, man, we can't. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. Nope. Edwards. Nope. Mr. Nope. Edwards. Let's nope. see. You are I, Mr. Edwards. You have me cracking up. OK, Politics so life, not a movie. That nope. basically, nope, 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 basically. Nope. So you know what? I want to ask you one more thing here. Not you about Chris your, Oh heck no! We we put a period to it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, no more emailing, no more questioning. That's done. Um, done with that. If you ask me what my opinion is <laughs> on it, I have moved on. I went to church on Sunday. I asked God to ordain and say to everybody, "Let's heal." <laughs> Let's move on. What did Michael Jackson say? And I, I played this the whole way to church. Heal the world. Make, mm. I was playing heal the world. Free Willie on Sunday. I, it, wasn't, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that deep to me. I got other things I need to talk to God about. I was like, my friends are like, no, you did not. You playing Free Willie? I was, was like, no, just put this not, in. I'm, just, I'm not going to lie. It was not that deep. <laughs> But Sean, I was just putting it out there to the world. Mm-hmm. Even we when I saw it happen, you. I was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> Not that Did deep. you first think it was a skit, though? Because at first nope. I thought it was a skit. You didn't no, think that was a skit? That'd be the worst. That would be the worst written skit ever. To okay. have another black man walk on stage and slap another black man. I don't know. No. Unfortunately, no, I thought it was real because who would write that? That would be horrible. Yeah, and they were acting too real. So it couldn't have been a skill. It, 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 Sean, it, it was too real. But you know what? Enough about that. I want to get the behind the scenes with you. Um, when you tweeted 2023 Black Movie Hall of Fame, give uh-huh. us a glimpse. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited. Give me a glimpse of what we're, we're going to see. Oh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, um, I tweeted that because I'm, it's a project that's been swimming in my head, wow, for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a museum junkie. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been to museums all over the world. Like, when I travel somewhere, that's the first thing I want to do. I like looking at the architecture of different cities. You know, if I'm in Moscow, I want to soak up the architecture. If I'm in Berlin, soak up the architecture. If I'm in Johannesburg, so, soak up the architecture. But then the second thing I want to do is I want to go to the museum. Mm. And this idea of telling the history of Black film has been something I've, I, I've, I've been wanting to do this since like early 2000s. I just, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't have connections. Damn sure mm. didn't have money. Right. And I uh, finally stumbled across a team here in Kansas City. Um, 
they purchased the building in the historic 18th and Vine mm. Jazz District. Uh, it's an old movie theater called the Boom Theater. It's 100 years old. We're saving it. We're renovating it. It's going to be a multi-use space. It's going to have movie studios in it, mm-hmm. editing bays, podcast studio. Uh, it's going to be an event space as well. But part of the building is going to be reserved for the Black Movie Hall of Fame. And basically, it's just going to be a, a really modern, meta, highly stylized exhibit <clears throat> that tells the history of Black film from the early 1900s through today. It'd be the combination of some artifacts. It's not really a museum, more of a Hall of Fame. I'm going right. to recognize individuals who have been important to the cinematic landscape of Black cinema. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a lot of like videos to tell the story. We're going to produce these really highly stylized videos to tell the stories of the early 1900s, to mm-hmm. you know, the musical era during the 1930s, the race movie period in the 40s and 50s, the Sidney Poitier era in the 60s, the black exploitation era in the 70s, the, mm-hmm. you know, the contemporary black film movement of the early 90s, all the way up through today. And you know how mm-hmm. I have all these interviews with some of the greats like you know Spike Lee and absolutely Larry Gordy and all these different individuals to sort of map out the, the history of black film. You know, this is either going to open in late 2023 or 2024. Right. But to really jumpstart the idea, we did our list of inaugural inductees this past Wednesday okay. here in Kansas City. And because the Hall of Fame is going to be located in Kansas City, the first 10 inductees all had a connection to the Kansas City area. So we inducted like Oscar Michaud, the godfather of Black cinema. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, he is, you know, he was the Tyler Perry of his day, produced, mm. wrote, directed more than 40 feature films back in the early 1900s. Um, he's buried in Great Bend, Kansas, so he has a connection to the area. We in- inducted Hattie McDaniel, the first Black person to win an Academy Award for her performance in Gone with the Wind in 1940. Mm-hmm. She's from Wichita, Kansas. The great Gordon Parks. Renaissance man did everything. Photographer, novelist, filmmaker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Directed The Learning Tree, incredible movie. Directed Shaft, the movie that mm-hmm. popularized black exploitation genre. Um, he's from Fort Scott, Kansas. We put in Kevin Wilmot, who recently just won an Oscar for co-writing Black Klansman with Spike Lee. He's from Junction City, Kansas. Great movie. Yeah, Janelle Monet, who's from Kansas City, Kansas. Um, yeah, actress, singer, fashionista. Absolutely. Don Cheadle, perhaps the greatest character actor working today. He's from Kansas City, Missouri. And then we put in three individuals that portrayed people mm-hmm. from the Kansas City area. So we, we inducted Forrest Whitaker, who played uh, Charlie Parker in Clint Eastwood's movie Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put in Chadwick Boseman, who portrayed the great Jackie Robinson, who got a start with the Kansas City Monarchs and the Negro Leagues. Absolutely. And then we put in Harry uh, <clears throat> Belafonte, who played a local Kansas City gangster by the name of Seldom Seen and Robert mm. Altman, 1995 movie, Kansas City. And last but not least, we inducted the first Black woman ever to write, produce, and direct a feature film way back in 1922. The movie was called A Woman's Worth. Mm. And her name was Tressie Souders. People mm. don't know a lot about her, but she worked as a maid initially in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And allegedly had some sort of connection with Oscar Michelle and learned how to make film and 
produced a film called A Woman's Worth. The film doesn't exist anymore, but if you look at old black newspapers from the early 1920s, there, there are a ton of ads that advertise that movie playing mm-hmm. in certain cities like Kansas City, St. Louis, Chicago, mm-hmm. Indianapolis, Atlanta, Birmingham. So the movie did exist and it did play at theaters around the country and it was directed by a black woman way back in 1922. Mm. She, well, she's actually from Frankfort, Kansas. Mm-hmm. But ended up moving to Kansas City, Missouri, where she worked as a maid and then relocated to San Francisco, California. Mm. Mm. So those were the initial inductees into the Black Movie Hall of Fame. I mean, look it up. Everybody listening, check it out. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. The 10 portraits that were created by this phenomenal artist by the name of Warren Harvey. Um, we have a limited amount of prints for sale. They're incredible. Perfect for your home. Perfect for your office. Uh, some of the most incredible artwork you'll ever see. So we did that with a big celebration on Wednesday. Then we screened the film, uh, an IFC documentary called Hold Your Fire. Directed by yes, Stephen. let's talk about that really quick. That's a new documentary. Yeah, it's coming out May 22nd nationwide, people. Hold Your Fire, uh, must-see documentary. Talks what about is that the- about? Talk to, uh, give us it, a little it, glimpse. It's, it's about the relationship between the police and the community. It's about an incident that took place in New York. And the situation led to what we now consider modern day hostage negotiations. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a fascinating look at the, the evolution of police, uh, the evolution of police and their involvement in the Black community. Uh, just a fascination exploration of that whole ordeal. Uh, it's well thought out, it's thought provoking. Uh, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Get a chance to check it out. May 22nd, Hold Your Fire, directed by Stefan Forrest, produced by the one and only incredible Fab by Freddie. Probably most people know him from Yo MTV Raps. Yeah. Incredible artist, incredible filmmaker in his own right. Where? How can people see that if it comes out? Um, is this I think it's going to be playing in movie theaters first and then it's going to stream i'll i'll, I'll give you that information please do I, yeah, I don't have that's so far down the road i don't i don't have the specific details but i'll let you know so you can let your listening listening audience know where it's playing but it's an incredible movie mm-hmm. so we had a chance to screen that had a mm-hmm. um one of my dear friends joe black and his band the district perform i mean it was wow. just a great, it was a great night all the way around is that I mean, if you if that's the way you jump start a hall of fame and like I said, it should be open late 2023, early 2024. Of course, I'll give you all the details right here. We're really excited about it, though. Nothing like this has ever been done. So we're hoping we can pull it off. How can we support? How can not only myself and my staff and everybody? Go to, our, go, to our, go to our Facebook page. What's the Facebook page? Give me the handle on that right now. Give me uh, Facebook Black page. Movie, Black Movie Hall of Fame. Just type in Black Movie Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, there's links to where you can buy the portraits. And that's where we're helping to raise money to, to build it. Okay. Build the exhibits. Oh wow! Like we raised the money for the building, so like the building, like put the new roof on the building, new floor mm-hmm. on the building, like buildings being done now. But we're raising money so that we can curate the exhibits. We're actually partnering with the Kansas City Museum because they're experts at you know, absolutely designing like you know exhibit space, and we're consulting with them. And uh, we're going to be reaching out to some design firms and get this thing rolling. Like if there's any 
future filmmakers out there listening, we're going to be hiring people to produce these segments on the history of black film. So, mm. you know, each era has its own different look. So like we'll hire somebody to do the twenties and we'll hire somebody else to do the thirties. We're going to hire somebody else to do forties, hire somebody else to do the fifties, hire somebody else to do sixties, seventies. And you get, you get it. Each decade going to have like a, director and producer so it has a different feel so you can you know you're always be on your toes right you right we're going to curate some programming so you have a reason to come back we're going to be doing film series flying filmmakers in we're, we're going to do a lot of things with and it's going to have an inside movie theater and an outside movie theater in the summertime we're going to show movies outside it's this thing called movie and a dinner so we're going to pair movies with food and have all these different chefs come through and you know, mm. it's, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be so when you do so the really- opening night for this, oh, you better fly in. You better I'm come flying, in. but yes. I want my ticket. You understand? You, you better. Get, I I want a ticket. Up. You're gonna be there front and center because opening night's gonna be big. Yeah, it is because be I have a big mouth, and I'm <laughs> telling the, uh, no. Listen, everybody in Florida, everybody that's listening to this thing worldwide, my subscribers are just. I've doubled in subscribers because they're loving the content. Right. I want to be right. front and center right. because you remember what you said to me the first time you came on. You said, "What floor is this balcony?" I told you it's yeah. the third floor. Well, listen, you got a lot of people. People out here cheering for you, but nothing oh, there. But there is no cheer like a Miss Thunder chair. I'm no, not. you. I'm cheering for you. Everybody's you. like, "Oh my God, look at him!" Listen, thank you. you. Picture with this red hat, right? So all <laughs> the boys down this way. I'm like, they went and found red hats, kind of like that. And I'm like, yeah. um, I said, you guys have to understand. Sean lives in Kansas, where it's cold. This is not a look for Florida, but they rock your look. I no, no, no. Like, it's good. It's a look for, it's a look for everywhere. So you got you got to come through open night. Chris Rock and Will Smith to be there. So we're going. <laughs> I yeah, love so it. We not look. We don't look. Here's the thing, man. We black folk. We don't we don't throw away our people. You know, I'm I'm Team Will, Team Chris. Matter of oh. fact, they both can be on the board if they want to be. Come on, Sean. It's so yeah. much love out here. And again, man, we don't have we. Hey, life's too hard to throw away our talented yeah. people. And listen, I Tom Joyner used to say he was the hardest, show, hardest working man in showbiz as he came to radio. Okay, I'm gonna give him that. But right now, you are the hardest working man mm. in what you're doing. I don't see anyone i'm not disrespecting anybody out there i'm not minimizing your your grind that's not what i'm doing because i don't throw shade on people but i'm telling people to the world sean edwards is a force to be reckoned with he separates himself because he's not just laughing and talking with people he knows his history and anybody that knows their history (laughs) on the level in which you do come on now you tell me anybody i, I dare I you to try to stack no. up against sean edwards no, no, come no, on no. with I, it now I, I appreciate that we're just out here trying to make <laughs> we just out here trying to make dreams come come true so it's been, and you're it's doing been a, your thing yeah it's been a successful few months i mean we were really proud of the celebration of black cinema getting ready for the fifth annual black movie hall of fame we got that going just out here you know trying to make it trying to make it happen man we got a we got a lot of stories to tell and we just want to, you know, we want to protect the culture. So mm. that's, that's the main goal. Protect the culture. Tell mm. our own story. We got to tell our own history so it's told correctly. 
Listen, and when you're receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award, I better be on the committee to give oh, you, you this award. Because you will be on all my, you're all my. Come on. I want to be on what committee? Okay, before we get off this, <laughs> I need to know what committee can Miss Thunder be on? Because I want to be a part of this because what you're doing is you are leaving your imprint in the sand for so many filmmakers right, worldwide. Right. You're, you're no, but you're not trying. You're doing, you're setting the stage for anybody that wants to be a film critic. You're changing the narrative for anybody that we loves need going we need to people me. out here doing this. Yeah. You're we need game more, changing. We need, yeah, we need more people out here doing it. And that's the thing. Yeah. You can't be selfish about this. You got to open the door and lead other people through your through the through the doorway you walk through. Like, I hate people who shut the door behind them. You know, we gotta, mm. you know, gotta provide opportunity for future generations. I mean, that's what it that's really what it's all about. So, you know, you can't ever be out here and be I, mean, I know a lot of people are selfish because they they fearful or they, you know, they worried about competition. But I mean, if you if you confident about yourself, you shouldn't have to worry about that. Absolutely. And that's why I say when you receive that Lifetime Achievement Award, I'm going to be right there. We're doing it together. Me, you, okay. Will Smith, and Chris Rock. Come on. And if I'm not, I'm telling you right now, no, I'm not going to be, gonna be if, if I'm not going to be ignorant, I'm going to say it in a hood way. I'm going to be ignorant. I don't want you to slap me. <laughs> Oh no. See, I'll never take my hands to hit another person. I'll take my hands to hug you, but I, I'm gonna raise some cane. I'm gonna be like, where right. was Miss Thunder? No, nah, you're gonna was- be you definitely gonna be in the mix. You in the mix, you in the you in the you in the mix for everything. Come on, okay, man. come on now. You better show me some love, but I want to be a part of this 2023, maybe 2024. Oh, you there keep pushing. You there. You there. Um, I'm going to push your social You're going to have all the updates. You're going to have Come all on, the updates. Please, please, Sean, keep me in the loop because I'm all one right. of your biggest fans now. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm one of your biggest fans. We're going to do it together. Uh, uh, we're uh. going like, to be like Silk Sonic. <laughs> Who do you want to be, Bruno or Anderson? Jesus, that mercy. Is you going to grow your hair out like Bruno too? He didn't. Nah, Bruno grew his hair. Anderson Pock, that was a wig. Was that? Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't do me. No, yeah, was, was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you Come know on. what? That was a good that was a wig. wig. That was a wig. That it was, was a great wig. wig. It was a wig. It was, a, it was to... a great wig, but a wig. I might have to borrow. I might have to hit yeah, it. Yeah, it's dope. Even Ike Turner. Even when, even when Ike Turner rocked that dude, it was a wig. Don't do me. I mean, no. Hell, Michael Jackson wore wigs. No. They got them all on display in LA. But see, the, I the, thought that was a joke. I thought that was a no, because remember his hair caught on fire when he shot the Pepsi commercial. When your scalp catch on fire, your hair don't grow oh, back. Wow. See, I thought people were just making fun of Mike. See, no, I'm not. He wore wigs and purple rain. That's why his hair is the same. Yeah, he wore wigs and purple rain. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my God! Look, whoever their wig makers, y'all come see Miss Thunder. I need. I what? Let me no, just. No, see Michael, this stuff was. They got all. They have all of Michael Jackson's wigs on display at the. Uh, Makeup makeup museum in LA. What in the world? I see. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know Ike Turner. Now, see, you yeah. threw me off with that. You what? threw me all the way off with Ike Turner wore wig. Yeah, that, that dude <laughs> I was just a thought wig. he grew. I just thought he grew his nah. hair out, had a perm. Nah, it's trying to look like the Beatles. Nah, it was a wig. 
That's so stupid. Sean, Sean, Sean Little Richard wore wigs. No, not no, no, not yeah, Tutti yeah. Fruity, all Rudy. Man, I don't they, believe they, you. I'm not believing. They all on display. But anybody could make a. But it wasn't their wig that they wore, though, was it, Sean? Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. These were the actual wigs. Yeah, they wore wigs. I'm sorry. It's Dang, all on you, me. you, 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 you messed me up on Tuesday. You messed my Tuesday up. <laughs> they did a good job. Right. Sean, before we go, how besides your Facebook page, how can people get a hold of you so they can crack up and learn oh, some man. stuff the way that social media, man? Just Facebook, or you can go to like Instagram, it's S Edwards, the letter K for Kansas C City. Bad. Or you know, Twitter, you know, just like everybody, the DM thing's cool or just Google. I mean, you can email me. I don't care. It's, it's, it's fine with me. And ladies and gentlemen, he's not bougie. That's another thing. No, he is yeah. not bougie. No, he's one of yeah. the most down-to-earth people. Bad and bougie. Come bad. on. One of the most down-to-earth people that I've I'm ever amigo. met. Thank I'm you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm so when are you coming to Orlando different. again? You're coming to Orlando in July, correct? Yeah, but I'm going to Disney World. I <laughs> so got Disney really, passes. That's, that's not really Orlando. <laughs> Let's see, you are out of pocket. You are. <laughs> that's not really Orlando. It's like Disney World. It's a whole separate, separate. If Disney World still exists by July, I don't know. They got a lot, a lot going on. Now, nah, you know what? Disney is just on fire when they shut it down and people weren't allowed to go to the Disney parks. Listen, people were down here having meltdowns. All over the world, they fighting, but they fighting the state over this gay thing, though. Well, the thing is, it one narrative took off, and it's not that they're fighting our governor. There's still a misunderstanding, and what people don't understand, they're, you know, how people tell a story and they run with it. A lot of people don't even know the different layers to this law that they're trying to pass or going to pass. They don't even <laughs> understand the articles to all of this mess. So when I'm having conversations with people, Sean, they're like, well, no, I'm like, do you even understand what these articles are saying? Mm. Do you even understand? But we won't, you know, go there because I believe in free love and free enterprise. But one of the things that disappoints me as a parent is now Disney is trying to move away from even using the word prince and princess. And that was one of the things that sold me on getting an annual pass for my family years, many, many moons ago. You know what they say to every kid that comes through any time, whether you're in a resort, a restaurant, theme parks, they tell you welcome home, or they always greet the little kids with, well, hello, princess. Hello, prince. Have you seen a little kid's face when those people are waving with that big mouse hand telling them hello, princess? Now they're not even going to say that, Sean. Have we just, uh, come on now. Sean. That's not my, that's not my level of expertise. So I'm going to yeah. say that. <laughs> exactly i stay out of it too but I'm come on but we i i, I want to be still yeah. considered high prince that's a whole nother show it's yeah a, it is yeah it is it's there. all love and 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 we show yeah, love and fun. and praise to everybody with their yeah. opinion and that kind of stuff but listen i want to thank you for stopping by and oh, thank you with me and chopping fun, man. 
<laughs> well, it's always it's always fun talking to you, talking about the you know current events. Absolutely. Academy Awards, Critics' Choice Awards, Grammys, Celebration of Black Cinema, mm-hmm. Black Movie Hall of Fame. It's all good. It's been crazy. It's been busy, but uh, we made it through, and we still all love one another. There you go. Absolutely. I always get a great ab workout whenever you're on the show because oh, you man. make me laugh. I'm like, oh my gosh, my abs are hurting from Pilates the other day, but I oh. knew I was going to get a good laugh. Well, so Hey, I'm glad you glad I was able to put a Glad I was able to put a smile on your face. So. <laughs> you always put a smile on my face. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, oh my God. I knew. But one of the producers like, now you know when Sean comes on, you're going to laugh. I'm, I'm, so I'm your glad. abs are going to be a little bit tighter and a little bit sore. And I'm like, it's all good. It's all good. I'll take that. But again, Sean, I want to thank you for being a part of the show. And I also want to thank, as always, our military veterans. And yes. If you guys are out there and you hear me, the ones that are retired and especially the ones who are out there active, you guys are away from your family in lieu of what's going on in the world. I am seriously praying for everybody, including your family members. I'm praying for our EMT. I'm praying for our firefighters. Listen, COVID staff, I got some emails from you guys and I'm hearing your cry. If there was anything that I can ever do, listen, you guys can hit me up as well. I'm always, I believe, in the power of prayer. I'm here for you and I'm also cheering for you. Our law enforcement officers, I pray that you guys stay safe and you guys get to return home to your families. And I also want to thank our listeners who continue to believe in me, believe in the message, believe in people like Sean Edwards. Listen, I lift you all up and I praise. Hopefully today, each one, teach one. I got to reach one of you guys. Sean, big up to you again. Thank you so much. It's fun. Now go watch a Will Smith. Go watch a Will Smith movie. Oh, of course. And I'm going to tell Chris to pipe down on those jokes. Yeah, (laughs) a little less misogynistic. He's going to be all right, though. Hope you all right. Much love to everybody. If you want to get on the show, go to MissThunder.net and don't forget to hit the subscribe and download this show. Sean, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bet. That was great, man. Send me that link again. People love it.